choose your own technical difficulty. (laughs) Will it be the mic? Will it be the recording? It will be Jenny presses the mute button. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Not How I Remember It podcast. We are on episode number five. It's fantastic. Woo! So exciting. I'm Mandy, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host... Jenny, hello. Today, we are reading... Uh, well, we already read it. I do this every we time. Could, we're we could. gonna get, but this one we actually could read out loud. <laughs> we could. And if it was like a live thing and we had like a lot of fans, they could like tell us what to pick. Right. Right. This is when we make it big. Yeah, that's what we'll that's do. That's what we'll do. We'll have people mm-hmm. uh, call in and, and choose. Uh, we're reading, we have read, and we're going to discuss yes. the classic Choose Your Own Adventure a series. Mm-hmm. This was a highly requested one, yes. um, if only from my own brother, who still has his original oh, collection see, that's, in his basement. That's amazing. You got to get a picture of that. Wait, did he send you a yeah. picture? We can put he it did okay, send me a we'll picture. We'll put it on okay. Instagram because that is. That's really cool that yeah. he kept them and that your mom let him keep them and that they right. never got thrown out. And his wife didn't secretly take him out of the house as maybe uh, his, uh, that I have done to my own husband's yeah. things sometimes. <laughs> right. So that, Wow. That, and there's uh, a lot of them. I read some yeah. number. I didn't write it down. I don't know why. but <laughs> I, I did. <gasps> 100 and, 184 oh. books in the original series. 250 million copies in print and the fifth best-selling series of all time wow so this was a big one a really big one it was Um, i i read it i not like tons of them but i mean it was definitely on my bookshelf a couple of them yeah not yeah not all 184 (laughs) and i don't think i don't think my brother has 184 yeah but certainly quite a few of them this the one we read um the Abominable Snowman, yes. uh, which is written by R.A. Montgomery, was originally the 13th in the series. Mm-hmm. But now that they've re-released it, it's originally it's now the first one in the series. Oh. And you can buy this one, unlike a lot of the books that we have read so far. Yes. Um, this one you can you can just go to your local bookstore and buy. It, there's um, new oh, really? publications on the shelf. Yeah, so I just saw one the other day at Barnes & Noble. is the one, <laughs> and it does say number 13, over there and then it says 25 cents somebody bought it at a library sale and it also belonged to somebody named chris lind he wrote oh chris he he or she wrote their name in it awesome chris mine (laughs) had um someone had marked like which of the books they had already read and had like still need next to the ones that they that they had because you know what they don't they don't do that as much in books anymore but yeah at the end there was always like a a page of i don't know even what you call it but yeah. choose your own adventure you'll want all the books <laughs> and then it right. lists them and i guess it does give you a place to check them off they were all a dollar 95 except for the forbidden castle number 14 was a dollar 75 it was a bargain <laughs> I don't wasn't, wasn't as big of a hit. It wasn't, that's weird. Yeah. $1.95. Yeah. I mean, I, and I had the 
special book fair edition oh. um, when I bought it, when I bought the used one. Uh, and I thought these, these for $1.95, these were probably a hit at the bookstore. No wonder so oh, many absolutely. kids had them. And I wonder, there's a little thing on the bottom where I could write and send in. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if I did that. <laughs> I choose these. <laughs> and I and send in your dollar ninety five right, and change. Right. There's been no inflation. It's fine. <laughs> I did read that they uh came into existence uh when the other writer, not R. A. Montgomery, but Edward Packard, um, he was telling his daughter's bedtime stories about a character named Pete who would go on adventures and um one night he was like running out of ideas and go, I don't know what do you think and they were like well and they just kind of were enthusiastic and had ideas and he thought oh I wonder if I can uh can sell this idea I love that story yeah it's a little different than um my story of where I was telling Sophie a good night story and I was like one time there was this boy and he lived away and there was four different houses. I'm like, hold on. And I ran downstairs and I got Harry Potter. And that's <laughs> oh. <laughs> I used to sing my kids um, or even just talk to my kids the um, TV theme songs from, <gasps> from 80s shows. Yes. Because I was like... Um, don't waste another minute on your crying <laughs> as long as we're, you know, like growing, growing pains pain. and fa- you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. And, there you and then you have the facts of life. The theme songs used to teach lessons. They did. Know? They did. Really? Now it's just music. Now, yeah, yeah. It's not as good. Yeah. I did read books to my children too, but you know, when it got to that point where you're like, you need to go to sleep right. and I have nothing more to give. And that's when I would, <laughs> that's when I'd sing the golden girls theme to my children. <laughs> And if they wouldn't go to sleep, you'd sing it in all the different Golden Girl voices. Now for Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love this series because it was just such a, um, like, a groundbreaker, right? Um, Yeah. Maybe there were some before this, but this certainly is sort of the gold standard for choose your own adventure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there were anything like this before. Yeah, and it's still today. I mean, I have, I know I have books in my um, own school library that are choose your own adventure style books, mm-hmm. um, right? I think um, there's some shows on Netflix that are choose your own adventure. My kids have like, oh, pick which which ending is which one should this guy do? Oh, um, yeah. I know that Neil Patrick Harris wrote a autobiography that was a choose your oh, own adventure. See? That would have been really, I should read that. Yeah, yeah I have it. I'll let you borrow <laughs> okay. it. Um, and even for my own son's birthday party, because we're still in COVID times, yes. he had a, a Zoom birthday party where we created a choose your own adventure like slide. So then, you know, his friends had to decide where they were going to take it and it would go to a different slide. So, so it has, uh, yeah, had an impact on my own life with, uh, entertaining my, my teenage son. Oh, that is a really good idea. I might steal that. (laughs) I can share that. I'll share the Google slide. Um, so the concept, if, if anyone hasn't read a choose your own adventure, which I would be shocked if no one had read one. Um, but you, you know, get a story and you read part of the story and then you get to a point where you as the reader get to make the choice. Like, should we continue on with this adventure? Or should we go back to our, you know, camp to rest for the night? Yeah. They all had that same similar setup. Here, I'll just read one of them. Is like, if you accept Runal's offer to join you, turn to page 23. If you decline his offer, turn to page 25. And then, you know. He sort of sent you all over in the book. Jenny, why don't you give us a summary of the one that we read, the 
abominable, abominable snowman, snowman, which I have to say slowly or I will no, mispronounce. No, it's very hard to say uh, abominable snowman. And in the book, they use the word Yeti most of the time, which is easier yeah. for me to pronounce. Right. And I picture the Yeti from Rudolph the Rudolph's Reindeer, which is not, much more friendly. not who I think they were hunting. But um, okay, so the book uh, on the back, it says face to face with the abominable snowman. Is the abominable snowman real or just a legend? You and your friend Carlos are ready to risk your lives to find out. You will climb the highest mountains to bring back the world's first photographs of this hairy and mysterious beast. Your search could lead you to the glittering paradise of Shangri-La or leave you buried under tons of snow. What happens to you high up in the Himalayas depends on the choice you make. And the best part is that you can keep reading and rereading until you've had not one, but many incredibly daring experiences. And then it does say in a little blurb, what if it finds your camp and attacks? If you decide to grab an ice axe and fight, turn to page 87. If you decide to have time to snap a picture, turn to 86. You could come home famous or you might not get home at all. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoyed reading it. It was kind of fun. I finished it multiple times yes. in one day. I read it again today. Did you? I went over it. <laughs> the writing isn't great. Right? I didn't think, anyway. The writing was great. But the fun of it, the sort of like, ooh, what am I going to get now? Or, ooh, I didn't like that. Let me scroll back and make the different choice. Just made it, it made it fun right, to read. Like, I found myself wanting to see what other, what other things, how else can I end this? Yeah, and I'm like, wait, I, how did I not get to that one page and like trying to get to that? And I like that there's pictures in the book, you know? Yeah. I thought that was really fun. And yeah, some of the endings are a bit like abrupt and zany. Like, oh, you're dead. Or, oh, it's over. You're like, what? Wait, but then sometimes it did like go on. This book was the first one to have maps in it. Oh. So I thought that was cool because, you know, before the internet, you know, now if I'm reading something, I'm always like pause tv or pause my book and then i google it and it takes me forever to get through stuff and i may have mentioned that before because i just fall down rabbit holes <laughs> but this has a nice little map of tibet and the areas and the the mountain peaks and like it's a funny story about a yeti yet it's also teaching them about real life you know everest and yeah other mountain peaks that i can't pronounce <laughs> A little geography thrown in. Yeah. Right? It was it was cool. And they also put in that when they were explaining that the main character, um, well, me, because it's told from right. I'm the protagonist, it's like you are a mountain climber. And so as the protagonist, I had spent some summers at a climbing school and was going to go, met a boy named Carlos. And in the picture, like, okay, we can't see that we can put this on. <laughs> he looks so young. And I thought of, you know, Phineas and Ferb were, aren't you a little young to have scaled that mountain? <laughs> yes. Right, right. Yes, I am. <laughs> but um, I liked the maps and I liked the Yeti's footprints were discovered in the 1950s. And then I, of course, looked online to see if that was true and that it was true. So there's definitely factual stuff in here that I thought, you know, even as an adult, it was kind of interesting to revisit. Yeah, you know? interesting. Yeah. And I do think uh, they did, you know, a lot of the books were about like, 
like a Yeti or the Bermuda Triangle and outer space yes. or maybe not the magical castle. Maybe that wasn't a big draw for, yeah. for yeah. boys. No, it was forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> so they were sort of like those fun, yes. really sort of, ooh, does it exist? Does it not exist topics? And the Bermuda Triangle to me was absolutely terrifying. I was terrified of that in the 80s. I, I mean, it really scared me. I, I don't know why. I don't know what I saw on TV or what. But yeah, maybe I should have uh, read the Choose Your Own Adventure about it. and Maybe I would have been comforted a little bit. You were like, we are not taking any flights over international waters. No, we are just going to Wisconsin. That's all we got. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I, I found the... I found the the Yeti. I'm just going to yeah, say Yeti. Yeah, let's call him the Yeti. Because otherwise I call him the Adominable. <laughs> so, and, and it just makes me think of a Yeti with really great abs. <laughs> uh, he's like know, the Jason Moma of, uh, of Yetis. They, they might have good abs. You never know. Right? All that climbing they do. Possible. Right. Um, but so I found, I also got to heaven on earth. I broke up an international drug smuggling ring. Oh, I did not do that. I was eaten by a tiger. Yes, unfortunately. Me too. Did, were you also eaten by a tiger? Yeah. yeah. I rescued Carlos and got the first pictures of the Yeti, which was going to make me internationally famous. And I was killed by poachers. So those were just a few of yeah. the endings that I experienced. So some of the ones that I got were um, I was killed by the Yeti who could operate a can a cannon. Ooh. He shot me with a cannon. <laughs> oh, that's interesting that they had cannons up on that part of Everest. Um, one of the times my expedition was blocked by a monsoon and I ended up sitting Ooh. in the hotel for three weeks. Oh, but then this one was confusing. Two Jordan Adventure confused me. I went to Shangri-La. But then I left. <laughs> I didn't think you were allowed to leave, but I did. I went back. And, uh, oh, I saw a Yeti. I took a picture, but I had no film in the camera. Oh, man. That's Way to prove a it. real bummer. But, I mean, we didn't even hit on all the same ones. No. And, I mean, I read this, you know, a couple different times. Oh, and then there was also an an episode or a, <laughs> an adventure where a man in a shop is lighting incense and it becomes so thick and the the fumes of it uh, take over and um, I never find the door. <laughs> <laughs> what an ending. Yeah. And here, here, yeah. here's the picture, which oh, the fume. we can also put on the way of, of <laughs> the person. I just, it was just fun to read. Um, like I said, you could finish one in you know, 15, 20 minutes, depending on, you know, how quickly uh, it ended. And it was just fun to go back and be like, okay, what if I made a different choice there? Yeah. Or, okay, I'm going to make a different choice at this day. And just to sort of see the different endings. Um, it just, it was, it was entertaining. I, I, I find um, that it was like the concept really, like I said before, the writing wasn't grand, right? Yeah. Um, some of them were like abrupt and really strange. Like, you know, the incense was so thick, you couldn't find a door to leave. And then you died. The <laughs> end, right? Bye-bye. But it was just, it was fun to read. Um, and I thought, what a great way to get reluctant readers, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and I think this series really, you know, based on the people who have talked to me about it, really sort of hit uh, that sort of tween teen boy yeah. market, which is often 
a very sort of eh, reluctant reader. I love yeah. that. Yeah. No, it, oh, on the front, it says, yeah, choose from 28 possible endings. And then it said um, they had as many as 44 and as little as eight. And so I think that would keep people interested. And so you're not just trying to follow one story. You And it, it was quick. You know, a couple of them were a couple pages of reading, but the the choices came pretty quick. And like you said, a reluctant reader would definitely be able to follow this and keep interested in it because yeah. it it the format is so quick. And, you know, you feel involved yeah. because... And then I would get nervous too. Like, okay, so I have this choice to make and and do I go and find Carlos or do I go to my meeting? And then I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like I seriously was sort of panic. Like I, well, I don't <laughs> want to leave Carlos alone in the mountains, but I do have a meeting, but you know, I'm like, okay, you're overthinking. <laughs> it, it's a book. Just, right. you know, I know. You know what I think is interesting too is um, now kids have all sorts of endless, like, you know, simulator video games, right. Where you make choices and decisions. But back then, you know, we really had, you know, some Atari games and things like that. Mm -hmm. So to have a book where you were sort of empowered to make choices, you were in control. I mean, as a kid, you often feel like you don't, you don't have mm -mm. control over much, much of, anything, of anything, right? Yeah. You have to go to school. You don't get to decide who you live or what you have for dinner or, yeah. you know, any of those things. So to have a book um, where you get to make the choices, it's kind of a, like a really sort of empowering um, thing. I, I think, yeah. you know, you really got your $1.95 you, worth, you know? You absolutely, you absolutely did. And, uh, yeah, it kind of maybe it gave you a teensy bit of confidence, like, well, maybe I can make a choice, you know? Yeah. I mean, survive out survive there in the real world. Maybe not. When I'm, when I'm out looking for a Yeti. Yeah, I mean, maybe the $1.75 book only had the four choice or the eight <laughs> right. endings, which so it, it was less. But, um, yeah. I think these were good and I would even read more. No, did you give them, yeah. did you give it to your sons to read? So I, then my boys had not this one, but they had some other ones um, that they read before. And so I was thinking about it because my boys are very different about how one was really sort of, he's the rule follower, right? So he's trying to achieve the goal of we, I'm supposed to be here to find the Yeti and I have to find the Yeti. And the other one who has really dark humor. So he, you know, like is more trying to be like, ooh, how do I get myself killed? That is so true because I am a rule follower and I totally was trying to find the Yeti. I'm like, which choice right? will make me find the Yeti? Because that's why right? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it's so interesting, like the different experience that two people could have reading the book, right? You could be like, I really, I'm going to follow this. I need to, uh, my goal is to get the Yeti. And the other one would be like, ooh, ah, what's my best way to get killed? Yeah, and who's, what's I gonna can happen, totally right? see that. Yeah, I definitely will have my kids read it and yeah and see what they think about it yeah absolutely fun i you know absolutely fun i know that while i don't have these specific books in my library i have i have other ones like can you survive the antarctic can you survive oh, the right. desert that's kind of the same you know and then i have like a ch and then like a choose your own nightmare series and i can't keep those books on my shelves the really? kids love them um still to this day so i probably should and this book series is still being published you know get get yeah. some from my library because um they are they're just they're fun um and i will tell you this my brother um let me know that a few of the books have um trick 
tracks, like endless loops. There's a race car one where you can get in an endless loop and you just, just keep, lo- keep loop. like go to page 74, go to page 25, go to page 74, go to page 25, and you just get in an endless loop. How does it end? How does it end? <laughs> There's also one about a UFO where if you do not follow the rules, um, you can get to a utopia-like society. Oh. But it says, oh, you only got here because you can't follow the, because you didn't follow the rules. And sometimes you can't follow the rules in life to, you know, or something or something to that right, extent. Right. So some of them have some like really quirkiness to them, um, which is, I, it just sounds oh, that, fun that's to right, me. Cause you it's know? just, it's not the same thing every time. It's, it's a little bit right. different. And yeah. I can't remember which one there was like a puzzle you had to, to figure out. Oh, so there was like a, an adventure within the adventure within mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I know that for my brother, these were as significant in his youth as like the little house on the prairie books were to me right i still have my collection of little house on the prairie books when i just see them on the shelf they bring me like happy memories right and i know that these are you know because like you said oh here they are i've got a picture of them you know like still that feeling and i love when a book can give you that feeling you know, I don't want to age us too much, but you know, no, yeah, 30, 40 years later can yeah. make you feel that close to it still. You know, I imagine myself sort of reading it on my parents' couch at my house where I grew up. Right. So yeah, it really did kind of bring you back. And I really liked it reading it. And I would totally recommend it to anybody who someone now whose kid didn't want to read, you know, either the new ones, but I definitely like would recommend the old ones too. I think, I don't think there's any weird time, timey issues. You know, it all seems, I mean, the pictures maybe like this man has a mustache. It's weird. And they're wearing turtlenecks and his collar is a little bit bigger than we currently wear, but I, yeah, I would definitely recommend them. I, I super much liked them. So yeah, I, I, again, I felt like it really held You weren't, I wasn't rolling my eyes thinking, oh, this is so silly or something. It was like, oh, oh, what am I going to yeah. go? Oh, yes. Maybe I'll go this route. Oh, oh, I was eaten by tigers. Right. I, and my favorite was when I broke up the international drug smuggling ring. That really um, is fantastic that you did that. It, it, right? I know. I felt really accomplished. <laughs> and like, maybe the Yeti was the, wasn't the most important thing. No, um, no. It's like you thought you were searching for the Yeti, but it turns out it took a plot twist and you really kind of saved the world in a different way right so you're welcome world and but but yeah and again uh, these are minus 116 pages Mm -hmm. total um so to get that many different you know 28 different endings um out of 115 pages it just really i just i was thinking about how did someone storyboard this of working out like how okay and then you have to go to this page and then then you'll have to go to it like i thought oh my gosh just the sort of my gosh it made me logistics i know me so tired i was like oh and you also sent me that picture from like an 80s bookstore wasn't that you yeah or was it not yeah, you? Maybe. It was. And like the choose your own adventure books were like, oh, oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I, you're like, like, did I? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was me. I'll give you the credit though. Yeah. Thank you. I do recall that now. Yeah. Right. So sort of like when there was a, uh, the Sweet Valley High section, right. There was also the yes. choose your own adventure yes. section, which and I'm sure that lots of people were headed to the mall on the weekend. And there was like a really, really, really big romance section like yeah i think that was a maybe 
maybe it's not marketed the same way today, yeah. but I feel, is there still Harlequin romances? I don't know. I think so. I think so. I, I think so. Well, actually, I know so because my boys and I went to a little free library once outside of a Culver's. <laughs> Shout out to Culver's if you want to sponsor us. But, um, and it was full of nothing but Harlequin romances. And my boys were like, oh, let's get a book. And I was like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not The Prince Takes a Bride. No, not, okay? not the right genre. Yeah. <laughs> and so now they always, when we see little free libraries, it's always a joke. Like, ooh, let's go get a Harlequin romance. <laughs> So um, I do, I do think that they still publish them. That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that wasn't anything that uh, my daughter yeah. brought home. Do they? But. I wonder if anyone ever created a choose your own adventure romance series. Oh, like what if you combined Sweet Valley High with Choose Your Own Adventure, yes. and you could have like decided how the twins were going to react? To See, things. that's perfect. I think that somebody has missed the mark, and now we will take it over and rule the world. Right? Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't include this part yeah, in our podcast because someone else steal it. Just yeah. Contact a publisher. <laughs> no, that that is because uh, the you know they kind of cornered the boy market, and then it did say that a lot of the protagonists. Uh, were boys, but you know, I never had an issue with that. Yeah, when I was reading, and I didn't notice if they ever used any like you know um, specific gender pronouns. No, it was it's this. just from like the names and the pictures, as you would assume. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Because there were some pictures of you, you know, on on top of an elephant with your guide or something, right, like that. or with your right. pickaxe and backpack. Yeah. <laughs> It just was fun. I loved it. I thought it was a blast. Um, and definitely reread these again. If you've got them on your bookshelves uh, or uh, if you come across them at a you know used bookstore mm -hmm. or, at, um, or at a current bookstore. I, like I said, I just saw it on the shelf of Barnes & Noble um, a couple weeks ago when I was oh, picking something else up. So. That's super exciting. I'm glad they're still going and going. Yeah. So read them. They're, they're fun. They're quick. Um, they're entertaining. I got, a, you know, some chuckles out of it. Uh, we learned some geography out of it. There's good pictures. I mean, the nice artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. And I love the fact that the guy came up with it, telling a story to his kids yeah. at night. You know, like how universal is that? How many people have been like, oh my gosh, I am, I'm out of ideas <laughs> and these kids I don't will know. not go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so I love that it, it came, came from that and he, you know, went around to publishers and be like, hey, got an idea. No, and then he got turned down nine times. And then finally someone agreed to publish it. And then it was really small, like 8,000 copies. And then he went to another publisher and it was a little bit bigger. And finally he went to um, Bantam and that's where it kind of exploded. So keep trying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Perseverance, right? Yeah. All right. Well, um, this was a great, great one. Uh, if you have other suggestions for us, let us know. You can find um, Not How I Remember podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a Gmail account now, How I Remember It at gmail.com. Let us know what other books uh, we should read. We're always uh, open to suggestions. This was a great one. Um, and I loved it. And you can find us on Google, Amazon, Apple Music mm -hmm. um, for podcasts. We're yeah, still I'm not Spotify. They're not as uh, yeah. user friendly to work with. Spotify, get on that. But that's our goal yes. someday. Yeah. So, um, and thanks so much for listening. Um, this has been a blast, and uh, we'll we'll catch you next time. See you later. Bye.
It's kind of like a 1950s Annie radio show. Say, kids, let's yeah. talk about a book, yeah? 